Hey, welcome to the Uncommon Life podcast, the show where Lewis, Rich and myself delve into topics that are helping us build towards being in the best shape and health of our lives. It's fair to say that we're quite far into that journey. That said, we're changing our minds on various topics as we learn more about ourselves. And there's also some things that we each find uniquely challenging. Our hope is that you can relate to some of our journeys and challenges and that you find it inspiring and useful as you build towards being in the best shape and health of your life. Okay, episode 13. Now, we don't have Rich this week, but we do have a special guest appearance. Barry is a very good friend of mine and also happens to be Lewis's cousin. So we all know each other pretty well and it was great for the three of us to catch up and do this episode together. Barry has been figuring out his relationship with alcohol for a while now and it ultimately led him to giving up alcohol, a journey he's six months into. I've gone through a very similar journey, leading me to being nearly two and a half years sober now. And Lewis, whilst he doesn't abstain from alcohol, he does have his own way of being able to keep it in check. So in this episode, we each share our journey with alcohol and why we've landed where we have. All right, enjoy the conversation. Thought you were going to bring a beer out there. Actually, do you know what? Funny you said that. Just as you said it, I'm like, oh, look what I've got on my desk. So what is that? This is called Sentia. It's Gabba spirit. It's a no alcohol spirit, and it's basically it has a lot of um, lot of ashwagandha and all these kind of active ingredients that um, act like alcohol for in terms of relaxing and calming type effect. Randomly, just had it at my desk. So as you said that, let's shift to it. Sentia. It's, it's how, not how a paper promotion that one. Not a paid promotion. It tastes like you're drinking alcohol. It's got like ginger and uh, cardamom and all these sorts of stuff that's like hits you in the throat and you kind of feel like you're drinking something like a shot of alcohol. I'm not sure what the point, I'm not sure what the point in the taste being harsh is, but you feel like you're drinking something good and Hmm. uh, a little blood in the back of the throat. Yeah. Because I've had some of these non-alcohol ones and they taste so bad. There was one, there was like a gin, non-alcohol gin that we got. And it just tasted flowery. And I was like that. Yeah. You see the ingredients yeah. though. It's not, it's not, it cost, um, it's totally artificial, right? It it's was not bad. Good. And it cost the same amount that it cost actually more it than it would have done for a proper bottle of gin. And I was like, well, that was a waste of. Yeah. The profit in those things must be insane. insane. They're literally like flavored water, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're, you're right. They're selling for the same like price as like a bottle of gin or a bottle of vodka or whatever. Um, yeah. Um, I'd be, I'm actually interested. I, <clears throat> Louis, I'd like to hear about your relationship with alcohol because I don't. We don't. Obviously, you're in Australia. We're um, we're cousins, as people may or may not know. Um, and um, yeah, so I, I don't know what you. I know that since you've moved there, you've you your lifestyle's changed. Uh, it's a lot more outdoors, a lot more fitness, a lot less social because you don't know as many people. Um, so you're probably drinking less than we were, you were here. But what's the yeah? What's it look like? So for me, it's um. Good, good start. I, was, I wasn't expecting that. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I'd, I'd probably say it's the best it's ever been. And I think a way to kick it off as well, though. So part of the is we, so Barry's my cousin, and we used to go out and get absolutely battered when we were younger. And to the point where I, I will sit down now and I'll look back up until my late 20s and even early 30s, would still go out and get absolutely hammered on a weekend and i'm like embarrassed by it now i look back and i think there were some evenings that were so bad that could have just it's actually amazing that i'm still probably alive 
in all honesty yeah. with how drunk I was on certain occasions because so I'd go out drinking with Barry Barry's a big dude so you're he used to like six one Barry 100 kilos it's, six two six two 100 kilos all your mates everyone else they're all big guys I've mentioned I'm five seven 70 kilos and I try keeping up with with you guys and I would always end up being the most drunk like without I'd always be the one that would be absolutely like being lost like somewhere being held for ransom by a cab drivers <laughs> like yeah, spending the night in jail we, for drunk and disorderly release we did it was, release from you being kidnapped by a cab driver yeah um, it, yeah just bad like really bad and then so but then everything like so now my relationship with alcohol is is really good in the sense of i never drink to excess ever and if anything i will never have more than so i'm trying to think so amelia and i we went out for our 10-year wedding anniversary and we went into town spent the night in town didn't have the kids and i think i had five drinks which is the most i've drunk in ages like the most i'll normally have is like two glasses of wine and that'd be it and that maybe two at, at a push maybe three nights a week but it wouldn't be two it'd be a glass here a few days off maybe a glass of wine here so it, it's very much just a at the end of the evening i will sit down and say i'm gonna have a glass of wine and it's just a little downtime half an hour bit of chill and that's it and i don't have any more and then i don't do that and that's, for and that's what three like, days or so so like kind of a handful of drinks across two or three nights a week yeah, so even this week, so if I say last week, so I didn't drink all week up until Saturday. I had a barbecue, friends come over, swam in the pool. I had one beer, didn't drink on Sunday, didn't drink Monday, didn't drink Tuesday. Yesterday evening, I had a glass of wine after I put the kids to bed. And it's just that the odd glass or beer here or there. And that's it. So, and also to share with that. So I um, had a Christmas party. So it was a work event, Christmas party, free drinks, uh, free food all night. And I'm off at the moment on paternity leave. And it was in town. And instead of getting the train into town, and it was being, it was like in the casino, I drove in. I drove, I had two beers from like 6 p.m. till 11 p.m. Then I drove home. And normally, or me five years ago, I would have gotten the train in I would have been making the most of all the drinks with everyone there getting mm. hammered and then getting a cab home and would have spent a shitload of money and felt really rough the next day. Whereas this time I was like, I'm not going to waste my time and I'm just going to drive and then feel better the next day. So that, that's where I'm at now. So I will have, I'll probably drink to, to summarize it, probably drink twice a week and have at most two glasses of wine in any evening. So, 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 this is a great segue into, I reckon me and Barry would just love to be where you're at with alcohol. Like that has been my goal for probably, well, that was my goal for probably about five years. And right. I just could never get anywhere close to it. I don't know, I don't know if that resonates with you, Barry. Yeah, absolutely. It's the whole um, thinking you can moderate, uh, wanting to moderate, getting to a point where you'll abstain and then, oh, are you, you know, I'm not drunk for a month, two months. Let me, I'm now going to ease back in and I'll just moderate. I'll go, when I go out and have a drink, not that you're drinking every night, but when you do have a couple, have two, have three. But the nature of it for me is that always when, once I start, I want to, I want to finish. I want to go, go all the way until, you know, 
drink until the, the drinking's done, basically. There was never a mod- moderation. And even me and Daniel, you know, yeah. we'd meet up we'd meet up for a meal and um it would just always end up messy. We'd just go for a quiet meal and then, you know, we're we're like, you know, seven, eight drinks in and you know, hilarity and shoes, but always always regretting it after. Um Yeah I don't know why like that line why why I can't hold that line. And for me it's not even like like my relationship with alcohol is I've slowly kind of like degraded to the point where obviously I don't drink anymore, but like it used to be super messy binge drinking in my twenties. And then it would be like the occasional binge drink, but like in stag do's and stuff like that, but much more infrequently. And then I cut back from that. But even, even when I cut back from that, not like seven or eight drinks and going out with a friend for, for dinner and, drinking more than you expected but even just like i'm at home and i would open a bottle of wine i'm like that bottle of wine is going to last the weekend and you open it on friday but that bottle of wine goes by 10 p.m and it's and it says just it's just you know i don't i I would tell myself i will not have three to four glasses tonight i will just have one maybe two if i feel like it but the reality is that after one you make a different set of decisions and after two you make a different set of decisions and then like Mm. I, I just couldn't control it. And it's not like I'm, a, I'm an out of control alcoholic or anything, but I just couldn't control that line. Like I tried a hundred times and I just couldn't do it. I think that's it's uh, weird. It's weird how you seem to be able to do it. Lewis. I think that's one of the notes I made before this meeting actually, is that like where you end up with alcohol, I think a lot does depend on that, whether you can kind of find a place that you don't actually have to think about. It was actually like the trauma mentally of keep trying to hold the line, keep trying to design all of these rules for myself and continually breaking them. It was just like causing me like just a lot of stress. Yeah, I think you know, the number of iterations that you come up with, Daniel, and that I was watching over the years, it was like secret formulas. I'm going to have this, yeah. one on, one off, a water, a chaser, a stop at this time. buy those little bottles, right? Like buy, yeah. buy just one glass bottles from yeah. the shop because... I, it was the only way, but then sometimes I would go and get another one bowl. It's just like yeah. I find ways to break my rules all the time. Um, what was your what's so, your what's your progression, Louis? What was that the the driver? So you've got there from a different um, different okay. way to me, Daniel. So what's your motivator? So the um, so I've, I'm I'm quite lucky in the sense where so I think moving to Australia made a big difference. So moving here. Um, away from that there seems to be a different culture in London and England compared to here with the drinking I don't, I, or, or maybe that's just how I've seen it because I haven't been out and about as much because I've got three kids now but it just it seems more of a culture in England to go out and get hammered it's just the, like just so like just ingrained in culture like every weekend we're just going to go out we're going to get smashed it's like just seems like it's and moving over here that it's not, it doesn't have the same feel. So I think that was one that it meant I broke away from that in the sense of the social group going out and that being the, let's go out and let's just drink to like ridiculousness. But then also having three kids, like honestly, waking up hungover with kids is the worst thing in the world. And I just made a decision that I was like, as part for me, I don't want to be that dad that's shit on a Saturday morning or all day Saturday laying in bed because I had too mm. many drinks on a Friday. And and that was that was it. 
it wasn't a conscious decision. It wasn't a, I'm going to try and do this or I'm going to try and do that. It was just, I'd been hung over on a couple of occasions with a couple of the kids and I was just like, it isn't fair to them. I yeah. feel wrecked. And it was just, it's just not worth it. And then mm. it was also, I enjoyed my working out. And it's, if I go, if I have too many drinks, then I don't work out in the morning. And then I'm annoyed with myself in the afternoon because I'm hungover and I'd rather wake up in the morning. <clears> and so it's all these kind of little things that I think just stacked in my favor of one. I don't want to be that dad that can't hang out with the kids for the weekend because I'm hungover. <clears throat> and two, I prefer to work out. So, and I was away from England and a whole other bad thing. influences. Bad influences. Bad influences. Yeah. Just that could kind of lure me in. So I don't, <laughs> And that's, and, and it, I'll be honest, it's, it's been an evolution. So it's been over the last three years that it's got better and where I'm at now. So, but I, I haven't yet. Yeah, I don't, I so, don't have that social group to go out and get so like Christmas day back in, back in London with, with Mikey D your, your brother. Yeah. Uh, is that going to be, a, is that going to be an all day session like it used to be? It, you know, it probably will. Be, like, so that's <laughs> the thing. So I will enjoy it if I'm there with the family. So something I, the last, when I was home last Christmas, because we had yeah, the Christmas before, I was wrecked on Christmas day because I was sat there with my folks. We woke up in the morning and it's just like we wake up, we have a glass of wine in the morning, we have a champagne, we ease into it. And I think I let myself do it when I'm at home with the family because I know others are there to help out with the kids. So for me, it was a, I've got mm -hmm. Xander and Apollo when we were there. Yeah. If I'm a little hungover the next day, it's not as bad because mm. Nana and Booba were there and they'll help out. And my sisters are, so it, it's not the same. I don't have as much of the sole responsibility or me and Amelia of we have to, it's like there's other people to help out. So, and it's just kind of like part of the fun. I probably won't get as drunk as I have done, but if I, when I come home next Christmas or if I'm home in June, I'll sit there and I'll enjoy a bottle of wine with the folks and some cheese because it's what we like doing. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, but that'll be, that's a rarity and it's a when I'm home with, with the family kind of thing. But it wouldn't be a weekly thing. It's an interesting one. It's a, it is a situational thing a lot, right? So, you you know, as much as you, you've, you know, the, the fact is you've, you've outlined with a family and we're not wanting to fall over. It's, if you were in a different circle, you know, there would be different forces pulling you and, you know, yeah, it could be different still. Yeah, although um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how I go. But I'm, but I'm really keen to hear about your journey now, in terms of where you're at now. So you're sober for how long? Me six. Uh, I just hit my six months actually, so it's just um, coincided nicely. No, that's um, not one drink. Not a, not a taste. I had I had one point after two months where I thought, um, you know what, I got this now. Like that little split second of i'm gonna just order this like nice beer that i like with a bit of salt and lemon it's a nice lemon drink let me just have one right and i i ordered it and i was did already, you order it wow I ordered it i didn't tell you about that did i Coke? no no <laughs> um, i ordered it and uh they came back and said they didn't have any and as i was saying i was sat with some friends who had who had been giving me the whole i'll oh, just have a drink like what's what's it you know you don't drink that much just have a drink you know, they, they, I was affecting their fun in their in their mind, so they you know mm. put that pressure to drink, and uh, they came back and said, "Yeah, we don't have that. Um, we don't have the drink." And I was like, "Thank you, Jesus." Um, I nearly just I nearly just slept walked into it. And once you get that zero days, you're like, "Yeah, well, what's a, what's another drink another time?" And so that was the only time I, I I nearly wobbled, and it was just like that split second. Oh, let me fancy it. Bit of peer pressure. 
what's the, what's the harm in one? Um, but yeah, six months, I, I've had a few, um, interestingly, uh, nightmares, like where you dream about it. That you're um, having a drink. Too. Yeah. That, that I'm drinking, like, that I'm hungover or that, you know, mm. you, drink, you drink that you're, you, you've got down, you've got your zero. And it's, it's a funny one. Cause, um, Daniel, when he was, he started, how many days are you now? Or, uh, or I don't know, like two and a half years, something two like and that. a half years. So obviously I, I was following his, uh, journey before. And he was having similar kind of dreams up, up for maybe even a couple of years or something, right? It was quite. Yeah, I've, I've had at least over ten dreams where I dreamt that I've broken things and yeah. gone back to zero again. And um, <laughs> he's a, cu a couple of interesting conversations where Daniel's been like, "Do you know what? Oh man, I've got it now. Like, I'm, I'm, I just found, I might just have one wine. Nice, I fancy a nice red with a." Maybe mm. I don't know how many months ago. Maybe six months, as long as, long as that or something. Um, yeah, just with like a it. with a steak, at, and actually, mm. he even said it just after I'd started. So I, obviously, I was like, "Yeah, go and do it." Then, then you're going to have your own. I'm going to have more days than you. <laughs> so I made it competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Going back to zero <laughs> competitive street. So talk talk me through your journey then. So what made you think I need to just axe this all together? What situation were you in before? Like, how's the journey been? Like, let's let's kind of dive into it. So yeah, it was. Um, I mean, you you kind of know we grew up. Um, I grew up with a lot of Irish boys, and it was that culture of drinking. Um, at first, I found it really strange. It would you know be drinking before we went. They went out to get you know, being drunk before you go out. Um, that being the whole purpose of mm -hmm. going out, um, the going on lads trips and starting at the airport. That whole thing. I was actually initially not into it i didn't i didn't you know i thought it was all just a bit stupid and then fast forward four or five years later and i'm the first one there uh at the bar and i'm mm. the last one there and you know I'm, I'm basically the you know the life of the party the 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 champion of drinking and when, when we were you know when we'd be uh, organizing to meet up with friends i wouldn't be looking forward to seeing them i'd be thinking yeah it's gonna be a good piss up like it's not like i let me catch up with these guys um so that was in the younger years and then you get older you get into work and um it kind of changes a bit it becomes like a work thing you know a, a networking type thing social um a lot of the, the business stuff is underpinned by that so it becomes very you know cultural and just uh normalized after work drinks um then i started you know obviously had kids started working from home so that was happening a bit less then i found that my my um relationship with alcohol sh shifted from you know, a social or a, um, you know, a, a celebratory type thing to a, or oh, I've had a tough day or, you know, I've had a, t I've had a mm -hmm. tough week. Let me, you know, let me take, take the edge off type thing. So that was it. Basically it got into that pattern of, um, using it for stress relief. Um, and then occasionally, not occasionally, probably once a week having like a six, seven pointer, um, once or tw twice, twice a month at least. And then when you've got kids, it's mm -hmm. that same thing. You're feeling hungover. You're not feeling your best. Um, you're regretting it. You're not as resilient. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the the other interesting thing was watching Daniel. Initially, I was just very like, uh, you know, what's what's he doing? <clears throat> you don't need to do that. It's a bit extreme. Just moderate it. Um, and I think the other thing was I, I was always quite resilient to it. So I'd wake up and not have the bad hangovers really. So I just always just push through. Um, so I wasn't feeling like it was having such a big impact on my life. Hmm. Um, but then seeing Daniel start and then that, that positivity and then something <laughs> just clicked in my head of, yeah, I can't actually moderate this. 
it's always all or nothing for me. I don't need to drink every day, but when I do, I'm going to hammer it. And I'm going to drink until my mind is quiet and until I'm relaxed and I'm chilled. Um, so it wasn't, it just didn't, it became an unhealthy uh, relationship. It wasn't a, a, you know, positive one. Um, can you, can you remember a clear moment where it clicked or can you even remember like the last yeah. time you drank and, and do you think that that had an impact on a decision I, or? Yeah, I think, and we were, we were talking in the morning and I think I was hung over at the time as well. Like we were literally talking and I was like, fuck it, I'm done. I don't know if you remember. It was literally like the 12th of June or something. I was like, I'm done, man. And you're like, really? Yeah. You re are you sure? Because before I'd always been like, ah, it's fine. I'm, I'm cool. You know, I, 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 I can go without it. Um, so you don't, yeah, the, the, the old, you don't need to have a drinking problem for a drink to be a problem. I mean, I was probably borderline. You know, some people would say, oh, what, you know, you've got no, what's up? You've got no issues. You're fine. I was a very high functioning drinker. You know, it wouldn't really show around the, you know, the edges. Um, but yeah, that, that point, I was like, that's it. I'm like, do you know what? I was trying to think about, I think, what I was going to lose and what, what I was going to lose from it. And um, one of the main things I worried about was friendships, like relationships that were, around that and when Daniel first actually said he was going to quit alcohol I remember thinking I was actually worried like our friendship wouldn't last like but we meet up and that's what we do and we have that is there anything mm. else there more um so that was kind of the main one that I thought I'd, I'd lose like relationships friendships and they wouldn't be as good um so when I saw that with Daniel it, it actually was better without we had actually you know we were doing more interesting stuff more rewarding uh more meaningful uh, when we were meeting up, I was like, actually, well, the, the thing that I was worried about isn't actually a thing. Um, and that was it. I was like, boom, switched. That, has that been a thing with some people, though? Because I can imagine it is, because I know some people that I'd be like, well, when I meet up with it, it's just to drink. Yeah. And I mean, say, other than that, it's like, yeah. don't really have much else to. It's, it's a good thing because you find, um, I'm finding like I'm not hanging around with so many people and the circle gets smaller mm. because some people, all you have in common is going to watch the football and having a drink, you know? Yeah. Um, there's nothing else there. And the other interesting thing is I'm still going out and socializing and going for the meals and stuff. But I find like, you know, after a few hours, three hours or two, three hours, I've, I've really enjoyed it and I've had my time and I'm done and I'm ready to go. And, you know, whereas I didn't have that switch before, it would just be, it's going to go until everyone's gone home um so you enjoy things differently and you tend to yeah definitely um definitely hang, you know relationships change and, and you definitely lose certain people but then you realize well they were not not really uh you know people that you want you should have been hanging around if you've got nothing to say to someone other than when you're drunk then i think that's the really hard piece though for, I think that's really hard for a few, for a lot for a lot of people, and I'll say probably guys more so, because we we have more relationships that are around drinking and like watching a sport of some sort, yeah. and mm. it's having that loss of relationship that it's kind of like, well, where are my mates going to be then? That must be really hard, and it's say I might I might have to start a new group of friends then, or who who am I going to hang out with? So I. I can imagine that is really, really quite difficult for a lot of people. Yeah, it still is. I think it still is difficult for people now. Like people that I'm around find it difficult. Um, mm. They still feel uncomfortable. It's like a reflection on them if I'm not drinking or they feel awkward or they, you know, makes them maybe feel bad about their drinking. 
or they mm. feel like I'm not going to be as fun or not on the same level. Um, so, I mean, you know me, it's not a social lubricant for me. I'm pretty extroverted. Fun anyway. guy anyway. Yeah. I'm married. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's, it's just angry. I mean, that's the other thing as well. I, I skipped over the um, the crazy Barry, which, um, you know, it, it's embarrassing to think back. And I had that in my young, not even younger years, up to my 30s. I was, when I was drinking, I, I was I was a nightmare. And I was looking for trouble. And, you know, often it was people didn't, you know, at some one point, I, I definitely remember people just not really wanting to invite me out because there was going to be some kind of drama. <laughs> There's going to be some trouble, right? Um, so crazy never really eventualized though, did it? There was never really anything that came mm. of it that I know. Uh, there? Mm. Some, many scuffles were there, or were there? I don't know. Okay, okay, maybe not after my time, then after I left, maybe a couple before. <laughs> so, I guess, um, did you find the similar thing then, Daniel? For you, was it a similar journey? I know you kind of mentioned it in terms of like the social, really, I think, like friends or. I think I'm really different to Barry in terms of how I drank and, and like uh-huh. what it meant to me. I, I think we both went through, I think we're both very similar in terms of we can't control the line. And it's just inevitable that a line gets broken pretty easily. So like, I just don't think we can, we can control it. So for us, it has to be you either just put up with it and you stop trying to control it and it just you let that be part of your life or you decide you have to get rid of it entirely. Um, but Barry's way more social than me. So like that whole kind of like, how does it affect being out and around the social loop? Like I wasn't drinking like that hardly ever. Like my drinking was just kind of, you know, I, I would try and just kind of have like, I, would, I was probably drinking a couple of bottles of wine a week, mostly condensed over Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And now and again, it would slip into kind of like a Sunday and a Tuesday and then there might be three, but probably more still like two over those. But I think for me, it was actually more of probably a mental health thing than mm. anything else. Because like, I, I know we joke about sleep and stuff like that, but I think that I the one thing I have realized through alcohol and I've realized that for me is I am so sensitive to getting poor sleep. And when I get poor sleep, I get I get anxious. I, I get my confidence kind of goes. Um, I get kind of paranoid. Like it's just it just puts me like on edge and 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 I, I just become I change quite a lot. And I think the one thing I realized is that I, I said I had this kind of like binge drinking in my twenties and then, you know, when I got into my thirties it was more kind of like just infrequent binge drinking and then it went to kind of just drinking two or three bottles of wine a week at home, spaced out, not not too crazy. But then mm-hmm. even that was like I was noticing like big effects from that. And literally every Monday I was kind of like a little anxious to go into the management meetings, which I was expected to be organized and lead. And I'm like, I feel anxious going into them. And I was so mm-hmm. glad when they were over. And I'm like, man, this is just like, I shouldn't be feeling like that. And then there would be some weekends where I wouldn't drink. And I'm like, I just felt completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was really that, that that drove me to stop the drinking. Because I'm like, I just can't, you know, I'm not going out partying or anything like that but i just can't deal with even one or two bottles of wine spaced out appropriately throughout the week anymore like it had such an impact on how i felt monday tuesday wednesday like literally the first half of my week was was kind of full of anxiety and a lack of confidence and then i might slightly wake up towards the end of the week and feel a bit better but by then it's thursday or friday and i'm starting to drink a bit more wine again and it's like geez this is just like it felt like the handbrake was properly on and then 
when you when I got rid of it, I realized fuck, I just like I, I was literally it was like night and day. I was going into the my meetings on a Monday and Tuesday, just feeling like just put together, more confident, um, mm. you, and stuff like you know training and eating right and all of these things. Like I think I again I realized that it was the alcohol that's disrupting sleep. And then once I felt like that and I didn't have the sleep, I just much less likely to work out and eat right and all of these other things. So for me, it was more around kind of that stuff, like. I needed that to go away. And the only way that it would go away is if I got alcohol out of my life. And then once I did, I just felt just a ton better. And it just, there was no way I was going back. Um, so yeah, it was more like that. Yeah, That's an interesting one with the, um, yeah, I, I remember, uh, I, I, I remember noticing the difference between like you and certain of my friends there, the, the next day and the next couple of days, how low you would be and how low you'd feel. And I think there's some people that it really does, it drops them, it drops everybody's mood on a hangover, but it'd be for two or three days after. And and even now, I didn't used to get that, but I, I definitely feel like my my uh, moods are, are totally so much more leveled off. I'm not getting the highs of stress uh, that I used to. I'm not getting the lows. I'm just a lot more level. So it was kind of like a roller coaster. You get stressed and you're like, you have a drink to take the edge off, but then you hit a lower low the next day. You fight your way back and then you get in having a drink again at the end of the week and it's like a basically it was just a cycle yeah mm. and and age as well has a ton to do with it i think because like it's it's not a coincidence that in your 20s you can just go out and get drunk all the time and do stupid stuff and it's like you can sort of deal with it like i would come in really hungover and still in a, like a management role but i'd be able to power through it and feel okay and i wouldn't get that anxiety and lack of confidence like i'd still be able to power through um and then in my 30s i think you know cutting back on that helped but it just started to slide back again where it got worse. And then, you know, I'm then at the point where I have two glasses of wine on a Friday night. And, uh, and then on, on Saturday morning, I feel like shit. And I'm just like, it's just two glasses of wine. Like it shouldn't make mm. me feel like shit the next day. But again, with the, the, the whoop was a good, was a good reminder of how that is. Like a hundred percent of the time, if you have two glasses of wine, you wake up with a red recovery score. And then you look at your sleep and your deep sleep and your REM sleep is really light. And it's, mm -hmm. it's like, whoop, doesn't actually know I drunk. <laughs> like, so, so it, it, the, the connection was really clear. Um, even just one or two glasses of wine was like disrupting mm -hmm. a number of stuff in my life, which is just like the trade-off was just like so not worth it. Um, the age makes such a difference. It's so true. Those, like, I get, like two glasses of wine being hungover, you kind of say that out loud now because we're like, you know, you're like, what's wrong? if you're in your 20s, you'd be like, what's wrong with them? Like two glasses yeah, of wine, they'll be hung over. And it's a, it just like all of a sudden you turn 38, 39 and it's like, boom, yeah, two glasses of wine and I'm, I'm wrecked. Like the next day you got that. Yeah, it's so yeah, true. The, whoop, the whoop's an interesting one. So I think that that's another thing that probably helped me to sort of see the, see the, see the light and. So the, the, not not with the sleep score. I mean, I had a Fitbit and I could always see that I was having a bad sleep after, you know, I'd had some drinks. But um, doing my getting my blood. So that was another thing Daniel got me into doing was, you know, testing bloods mm -hmm. and um, do, doing them and seeing like a really bad ALT liver function score um, and getting scans and then seeing a fatty liver uh, and, and kind of reading about, you know, getting to the age of 40 and your, your cell recovery and repair and renewal starts to decrease. Um, so you're not getting, you're not as resilient. It's pretty much the age-related thing. So seeing that score um, and thinking, shit, there's actually, I'm doing tangible damage here. And there's some point where mm. I'm not going to be able to rebound from it. So I mm. need to do this now. 
while I'm still, you know, relatively young. Um, so yeah, that was that was. I'm I'm going to get get myself tested um, with um, Hill Labs in L Street, run by Clayton Bean. Um, so yeah, Who's if you're that? Area, yeah. I highly recommend them. Um, <laughs> I'd love to hear what's happened on the back of that. Actually, six months later. Yeah, I'm 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 super curious because um, mm. yeah, it was it was an interesting one because I started my fitness type journey two years ago, um, and I was losing weight and fat and, but then even six months ago, my my liver score had come from unacceptable down to just top end of the range. Actually, it was still probably borderline. Um, so that was that was basically improving my eating, but still drinking. And you look at the amount of you know sugar and and uh, calories in a in a you know, in a session of seven or eight pints, it's like, mm. it's, it's an extra meal and the strain. So yeah, so that'll be interesting. I, that was the thing I realized, you're not going to be able to just exercise your way out of, you know, drink, drinking too much. It, it's going to- No, that'll cause some serious- It's going to show yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just so unique for for every person. Like, like and everybody has their own reasons and like they have to reach their own decision with it i like the other thing that i find kind of weird about it as well is like how random the decision to quit is like barry you said you just you just kind of decided like no that's enough and like i i remember like really specifically when i had my last drink and it, it was like just uh like it was in with a load of parents from fern school and we just went around there and i think i drank two bottles of wine around there, um which is just like unnecessary now, like I wasn't falling around, like you know, or, or anything like that. But I just, I just remember feeling like absolute shit the next day, and just thinking, what a classic display of not being able to hold the line. Like I did not, I did not want to or mean to drink two bottles of wine, and it was like completely unnecessary to drink two bottles of wine. <laughs> and and then and now I feel like shit for four days. And then I've I've done that like fifty times probably over the course of two or three or four years. But it was just some. I don't know if it was something about that event, or whether there was. I I think there's something to also your subconscious needs to line up with your conscious at some point, and it clicks because mm. it's all of these people like whether they give up smoking or drinking or whatever, and they. It's like it just has to happen in its own time sometimes. Um, yeah. I think but that's man, it clicked, and I'm like, click. it's the subconscious yeah. and the conscious. I mean, we we just went to Cyprus. Uh, Daniel was there with with um uh, with our other cousin Christopher, um, and it was an interesting one because we'd done that trip a few years before, and there was like you know it was just debauchery, um, and, but this time there was like what was there five six of us and yeah. six people, and only two were drinking. Um, one moderately, and then one Chris Plummer. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Chris. Was it Chris that was getting one? He, was, he wasn't that bad. He didn't Chris drink that much. One, number one fan of the show. No, but I mean, um, so yeah, just 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 going to that, and I'm not I'm not picking on him. But I lo- you know, I love the guy, and I see his struggle, Louis, and you see his struggle on our on our WhatsApp group, right? In, in that he he very much is wants to wants to live a healthier life, but he feels like he will miss out so much on. By quitting alcohol, he feels like he's going to miss. There's going to be such an amount of fun that he's missing out on in his life that it's not even he can't fathom it. Um, mm. But the, you know, the trip to Cyprus, we were just sat having meals and playing pool and walking on the strip, and uh, I, I was just sort of, sort of thinking, well, what, how, well, how would alcohol have enhanced this for me? It couldn't have. It would actually mm. no way that it could have made it any better. Um, it would have made it worse. But he, yes, I think. It's very hard to get that point where you don't feel like what you're giving up is greater than uh, what you're getting from it. 
and that's the how long did that take how long did that take you in from when you gave up barry like because you're right i think there's a tipping point where you're like it's so abundantly clear to me now like this is the way forward like how early on did that it was it was yeah i mean it was probably like after about a month and a half really so it was kind of you actually you said to me that's really quick that's super quick it was way longer for me yeah i'd been watching you obviously and and talking to you so kind of a lot of the pieces were there but Mm. It was, it was also that you said, I couldn't fathom it, but you said to me, look, you've done a month, you do January every year, just do do your month. And at the end of it, let's catch up. And then it was like, okay, well, where are you at? Like, dude, you can go another two weeks, can't you? Like, yeah. And mm. that was it, it kind of snowballed. Um, but it was interesting because the shift went from, I was balancing up, look, I'm going to give up this, but I'm getting this. And then by the time it was like maybe two months in, I was like, I've given up nothing. I've actually just cut things that were not good for me. So everything is positive. It's positive across the board. There was no like this versus this. It was just like, this is this is it now. So that was it for me. I love how your mind has repositioned it for you though. And that's where you, you've not given anything up and it's all just gains. Yeah. That's great. The way that you're in your mind, it's just a, it's all positive. There's, there's nothing like I'm not missing out on anything. And I think probably people need to get to that realization of it. Yeah, but I think the nice. hard, one of the reason people find it hard to give up though, is because that usually happens over a much longer time. So you're tempted to slip back to it because it's not powerful enough. Like Barry feeling like that a month or two in, I don't think is that normal. Like it took me. I would say that even at at the end of the first year, I still wasn't sure whether I was going to keep being sober. I was. I still had in my head that it was probably a pretty good plan now that I've changed my relationship with alcohol and I can now go back to having my one or two drinks because I've, because I'm just in a better place. And it wasn't, and I know that like giving up the alcohol led me to kind of like doubling down on health habits. And that, that led to me doubling down on other things. And now I can look back on it, but like, whoa, like it's like, you know, like times 10, what I get back from it is, is, is what I've lost. But yeah, that only started to click for me in the second year. So that's why I think the first one or two or three months is really hard because it feels like you're giving so much and you're feeling so awkward when you have to go out with friends or you're having a dinner and you're not having your wine with your steak. And it's like, shit, like I'm losing so much. But you don't get into any of the the positives for quite a while. So I don't even have to think about that. But it was much longer for me. You know, the the uncommon life as well, this this whole theory of your guys' podcast actually was like a, was like a solidifier for me. It was kind of that realization. If you want, like initially it was that oh, I'm not drinking, I'm just having a bit of time off. I'm, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't until like six weeks. I was like, I don't drink. That's it now. I just tell people mm-hmm. I don't drink. And I, at first I was embarrassed. And then there was a point it switched and it's partly yeah. around you guys and seeing like, you know what, if you want to be exceptional, you can't be. It feels like a superpower, right? It, it exactly. kind of does. Mm-hmm. That sounds like kind of almost like arrogant when you, when you, to somebody that yeah like hasn't given up but it does like I, I feel like the coolest thing is to not drink that i really hope it gets that way as in the norm and the cool bit being not to go out and drink and there's a lot more non-alcoholic drinks available now so when you do go out you've got your zero percent beers mm. and actually some of them taste all right like the heineken not percent is actually quite tasty it's like refreshing yeah. and gassy there's, it's like there's a, kind of there's a fantastic one um impossible um they're an online startup over here and um, they've got like vitamins and uh, nootropics and GABA and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's, it's like stuff that gives you like a relaxation. It's good for you. Mm. It's quite Because uh, you know. some people do want that relaxing yeah. over it. Yeah. And also, so that's why, so if I think, why do I have a glass? So for me, it's, I'm always on. So my personality is I've got 
obscene ADHD. <laughs> I'm sure of it. And I don't stop. So I wake up at five, whatever it is, I work at, and I do not stop all day. And then it gets to like the odd evening where I'm like, it's the only way I actually sit down and relax for five minutes mm -hmm. outside of chasing kids and everything. So for me, it's a nice relaxant. And mm -hmm. I think I'm in the space where I can moderate. So it's okay for me, but it is nice to have something to, to just like that, that 20 minute chill just mm -hmm. to give you that. So if there are some other options available out there, I think that's a good one to possibly yeah. share and look into. Yeah. It's a psychologically for me, and I, when, I, when it's hot and I, you know, I want a, something bubbly and something cold and a beer, it's still, mm. I still get the same kind of sensation. I didn't, and it, I think it's similar with the decaf coffee, right? You drink the coffee, Daniel, because you like the taste and the experience. It's not yeah. once you get yeah. over the, over the caffeine, that you're chasing that caffeine. Oh, I, I drink coffee purely for the caffeine, just to keep mm -hmm. me going. <laughs> Don't I was remember. one thing I was going to ask then in terms of like the social circles then. So when you do go out for dinner now and yeah. you're not drinking and say there's a group of you and how do you guys manage that then? Is it a, you just say, I, I don't drink. Does have, have there been any awkward conversations or does it pretty much just in your mind? Does it, do you think it, the conversation is going to be worse than it actually is? And that people actually just like, Oh, cool. How, how's it kind of planning out? I know you mentioned it, Baz, that a few of your, like people are like, oh, that's probably in the pub, right? If you're going yeah. watching a game or something, you're not drinking. But if you're yeah. going out for dinner with friends, mm. how people does get that run I mean, out? Eventually, eventually it, it, takes, it takes people a while. It takes them a while, but then they just, they get it. It stops. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then eventually, a, a norm, a norm. it's the norm, right? Hmm. Yeah. 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 Like uh, there was this cool moment, like it was about four or five months ago and we were playing cards. Um, and usually like early on, actually, that was a little bit difficult to go around and mates, play cards, stay till like 12 or one and, and not drink because particularly as other people were getting more drunk around you. But there was this moment like three or four months ago where it was exactly the same card night. Everybody was drinking all sorts of wine, spirits, like cocktails were being made. And I remember my mate got up and was like, made a, made a round of cocktails for the table, but just didn't make me one. It didn't even ask. Like, it was just like, no, like. It's just, yeah. that's what it is like, but so it just takes a little bit of a while to get there. Whereas like 12 to 18 months ago, there would have definitely been a conversation about it. Just have one, just have one. Like, you know, or like, you're still not drinking. Yeah, that sort of stuff. But after a while, it's just like, it, that's, it's boring to do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only thing is like new people like you meet and they're like, oh, we should get, we should meet up or we need to meet. We'll go, we should go for a drink. Um, that's an interesting one. Cause I'm always just like, yeah, man, I'd love to do it. Let's go for a meal. I don't really, I don't drink alcohol. And then they'll be That's like, a great oh, yeah. answer. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we don't, I don't, actually, I don't really drink either. But people feel like they need to say that. And that's the thing you need to do. Um, so you can yeah. reframe it. So let's go for a meal instead. See your romance, your new friends. You're romancing <laughs> your new friends to dinner. Well, usually, usually, usually business related. So I just need yeah. to say, Daniel, I really, did you clean up that night when everyone was getting hammered at poker? I really <laughs> I hope think, you I don't won. think I did. No, I'm not very good at poker. So Mate, if you're really the only sober one And there. actually, sometimes when you've got a bit of drinking, you, you take more risks. And uh, <laughs> well, yeah, the drunkest person at the room did lose a lot of money. So there's that too. Um, just what, remind me of our old poker games. There always used to be the, the whiskey bottles in there. It was just standard, wasn't yeah. it? You'd sit there, get yeah. the whiskey out. It's a I mean, that's, that's an interesting the boys, one. isn't it? So that's an interesting one. I, I've got quite a, an extensive whiskey collection. And I mean, what do you do with it now? I'm never going to drink that. Ship it to that. me. Ship it to I'll me. I'll have it. Send it to me. I'll have it. Give it to Mike. Yeah. Mike will drink that, it. That, 
That also actually reminds me of one of my worst decisions for alcohol was I just thought it would be really cool to have a wine rack. This was like back in, this was like yeah. 10 years ago or something. Yeah. And I'm like, so I, I looked at like my five or six or seven best bottles of wine that I liked. And I ordered like 10 of each. Yeah. I've got this like 10 by 10 wine rack upstairs. Yeah. I'm just like, it looks fucking cool to do that. Yeah. But then I went from drinking one to two bottles of wine a week to drinking three or four. I'm like, this is not a good decision <laughs> to it's have a stash. Funny. It's funny how um, how much of a default present alcohol is as well. Like I've re- I realized that people yeah. that I haven't seen, they still just like Merry Christmas or clients. It's like there's, there's alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you like you bought me a really nice present. I think for my fortieth, um, um, or maybe even before that, it was a bottle of wine for my birthday, uh, my birth year, like you know, an, an eighty-one really fine wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got I got to a point where I was thinking about you know what presents to give people, and then the default is the alcohol. And I'm thinking, it's not in my head. It's like that's not a present you give to someone you love. Now, I mean, it sounds bad, but that's that's how I feel about it now. Hmm. Oh, you've gone a whole nother level. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's gone a whole nother level. Whole nother... I feel like you love me if you give me a bottle of wine. I don't yeah, I'll, I'll send it. I'll send it. Nice, nice European. So, so what are you so, going to so give how, instead? How about something? Hmm. So what's that is? What are you going to give instead? I mean, there's a, there's a million things, right? There's literally a million things. That's the thing. You just need a little bit more thought and imagination for that person. Tie? A nice ne- necktie. <laughs> Belt. Cuffing. Cufflinks, block block of cheese. <laughs> cheese, yeah, that's a good one. Daniel, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, um, we're how how long are we in? Yeah, nearly an hour in. Why don't we try and end it on a bit of a practical um, note? So, if somebody did want to think about either re- like significantly reducing or um, wanted to give up alcohol. We'll, 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 I guess we'll push us to Barry things is the most recent, like what would you suggest to someone to think about? Like if, if they were going to try, if they wanted to think about like now, I'm going to do something now, like how would, how would you suggest starting? What would be the next step? Um, I would say think about what you're gaining and not what you're losing. That's the, that's, that's the main thing. Write down a list of things that you think you're going to lose. Um, write down what you think you're going to gain and go for it. Nice. Um, I, th- I think I would say actually weirdly not overthinking it and like you, Barry, just take it one step at a time. Um, and actually with Christmas coming up, I, I think there's this, I, I was listening to this podcast the other day where they were saying a lot of people wait until the 1st of January to kind of give something up and they kind of get it out of their system over Christmas. I actually would just do it. Oh my gosh. Like your video went off and now it's just come back on and I'm, uh, <laughs> seen what's happening <laughs> love it <laughs> um <laughs> get you on more often this is great oh, jesus I'll, christ man viewings gonna are gonna be soon before like this gets more out of hand um yeah I, I would say basically i'd say do it do it from now do it from today and just give and just try one week and then just try another week and just see how it goes and like barry said keep trying to kind of think about what you're gaining versus what you're losing because i don't think it happens all at once it happens in little bits so you have to be self-aware of it but yeah I th- and then i think like over time you kind of realize actually what you get what you're gaining is more than what you're losing and yeah. things become different it is it is really difficult though because i've said i think we've all probably tried tea because the like one of the answers would be or the option would be like just just try drinking just twice a week and see how that goes and that doesn't always work either 
and it's a, or just limit it to like you said, Daniel, like the one or two glasses or do it. So it really is that <clears throat> what are you going to gain from not doing it and real, having a real hard look at yourself as well and saying, is this, is this causing more harm than good? Is how, I, is it causing more harm to me and the people around me than good? And if it is, then to really kind of think about how, how you might want to approach it. The, um, the, the, the nice quote and the nice thought that, that I, I stuck up on LinkedIn the other day was, um, um it's it's a bit like um think about what is the best version of yourself like if you want to be your best self does how does that look and what does that include and take away that everything and it doesn't fit that and it's the um uh, michelangelo sculpture of david and they asked him how he did it daniel knows the quote better than me but he basically said that he um took away everything that wasn't david so he, mm. you know it started with a block of marble and took away and it's one of the most beautiful famous statues um so i like that analogy um i think if you're thinking about quitting, just think, what does the best version of me look like? And does it include? That's good. Yeah. And the one thing also that just kind of made me think about, like, when you when you try and kind of think about what the best version of you is or what you're going to gain, the thing is, like, you, the hard thing about that is that you don't always know what you're going to gain. So if I now look back on the last two and a half years, and like where I am now and what I'm able to do in terms of because like even my whole journey with my health habits may never have happened. I didn't necessarily know that that was going to happen. And the way that I'm now like meticulously tracking my food and eating better and training, like I just don't think I would have been able to get to that level at all. I don't even would have, I wouldn't have thought that that's what I was going to gain. And actually, Barry, even if you think about the last six months, like what you're new, you're now doing with yoga and all of the other things and your, your temperament and all of that stuff. I'm not sure you would have been able to sit down and write all of that out. Like right. you, you kind of almost like drift into a different life of which some of it you can predict, but some of it is unpredictable and just like way better. Um, so you just have to have a little bit of leap of faith as well that like that's going to show up. And, and when it does, yeah, I just don't think there's any, you know, you can't imagine going back. Um, that's, how, that's how it felt for me anyway. Lovely. Thank you, gents. It's Good been one. an absolute cool. pleasure. Um, Thank I'll you, tell you what, My first podcast um, appearance, initially I was like, it was a bit daunting, but actually when you get on, it's just talking with friends. It's just a chat. I really, it's just really a chat. enjoyed yeah. it. It's lovely <laughs> seeing you both. Lovely no, it's good to have you on. Lovely and, seeing um, you. Thanks for shout sharing. Out to, shout out to Michael Dominguez and uh, Christopher Plummer, number one fans of the show. 100%. Cool. Oh, See nice one. Have a... Uh... Have a good sleep as usual, Lewis. Have a good day, Barry. <laughs> I don't want to die. Barry, do not hang up yet. I need to just do something quick. Okay, sure.